Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome in to underground sports philadelphia episode number 458 it's kb and matt coming at you from underground studios we got a whole lot to dive into from the phillies the sixers uh i have a very fun old school baseball player fact for you matt um plus we'll get into the philadelphia union as well but before we get started make sure you guys are following us on the socials at underground phi on twitter on instagram Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Uh, and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It does go a long way to help more people find the show, gets us on those charts, and uh, helps us continue to grow as a podcast. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of every single Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. Easy to watch, easy to consume, and, of course, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below your thoughts on the Phils, the Sixers, the Eagles, the Union, and anything else in between. Leave us your favorite old-school baseball player names in there as well. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades. Guys, it's still summertime. you got to protect those eyes when you're outside and join these last few weeks of summer. And, of course, when you're inside, watching your favorite sports teams, you should be protecting your eyes as well. Uh, with those blue light plus glasses from Tomahawk Shades. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order from our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Kenwood Beer, the official light beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Matt, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. They tweeted this when uh, you and Dom were recording Top Bins, but... New Kenny hats are on the way, and they look sweet. They are very nice. Uh, you guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our pals over at Bino, you guys can go to BinoBoard.com and use our code BinoUSP for 10% off your Bino board, whether it's one that's already created or a custom board, accessories, merch, Everything in between. Binoboard.com, code BinoUSP. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream, you know? The uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Lehigh Valley Iron Mutts find ways to uh, to mash yesterday. We'll start with uh, Bryce Harper, though. It's two home runs in his first game action since going on the injured list. Absolutely demolishes the baseball uh, for Lehigh Valley yesterday. 
And everybody's like, oh, why can't Bryce be here uh, today? Well, he's not eligible to come off the injured list until Thursday. And me personally, I would rather Bryce just get as many at-bats as possible to get back in the swing of things. But it did look good uh, to see Bryce just, you know, willingly swinging away, hitting the ball over the fence, and uh, testing out that, that finger as well, sliding into first base. Seemed like he was okay. And it was just nice to see Bryce Harper back on a baseball field. Right, because he hasn't played in... Two months. Two months. Uh, so it's any any chance to get some uh, some reps. I think is is crucial to him. And uh, obviously the minor leagues it changes some things up. So it was pretty weird seeing Bryce Harper wear number four um, with his. I do I do think it's interesting. I think most minor league teams are doing this now. Um, but at least the Iron Pigs are. If a player's on a rehab assignment, their batting helmet will be the Phillies' batting helmet mm-hmm. rather than the Iron Pigs. Um, but Bryce looking good. He's going to be playing pretty much every day through Saturday, I think, is the plan, and then they're going to reassess to see where he's going to be at. But Phils are getting it done right now uh, without him as they come back to beat the Reds last night in uh, edge-of-your-seat, biting-your-fingernails-off fashion as, you know, what we've been saying for quite some time, Matt, the kids are playing, and they, they get the job done. Nick Maton, Bryson Stott. Uh, Alec Bohm all contributing in yesterday's win and uh, the story that Bryson Stott told in the clubhouse after the game that he and Mayton were kind of just chilling in the in the clubhouse using the bathroom had about you know two minutes to get ready to go pinch hit back to back and then they go out and win the game but that's something you and I have been preaching all along you know even before this season let these younger guys get an opportunity to play and good things will happen and that's certainly been the case with those three uh, as everybody calls them, the daycare. Yeah, dropping the kids off at daycare. Uh, you got to let them learn their shapes and their colors and how to tie their own shoes, how to socialize. Uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, Joe Jordy was not <laughs> as fond of doing that. He was a homeschool parent, you know? Yes. Which has its benefits. You know, I don't want to hate on the homeschool, but, uh, you know, I think it's important that kids are around other kids. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that at the very least. I, uh, it's just nice to see, you know, the, the homegrown talent contributing to this team, getting wins. And I think the smart thing was done yesterday as well. Letting Derek Hall go back down to Lehigh Valley, getting his reps in he and Bryce Harper hitting back to back tonight. So if you feel, you know, the earth shaking a little bit, it's probably because Bryce Harper and Derek Hall are hitting home runs left and right in the Lehigh Valley. Um, but I mean, today Phillies are, are getting underway right now as we record this on Wednesday night. And uh, Rob Thompson kind of, you know, putting it out on the table. He's giving Christopher Sanchez a spot start to give Aaron Nola a little bit of extra rest, Zach Wheeler a little bit of extra rest after that Mets series. And uh, hopefully it goes well uh, for Christopher Sanchez's first start since July 5th. And, uh, I mean, the bullpen's been been taxed a little bit recently, and you want to give them some rest. I was watching the pregame, and Ricky Vitalico said, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this is Rob Thompson just trying to manifest going Christopher Sanchez to Nick Nelson and that being it. Yeah, so I, his idea, too, is that he wants to give everyone an extra day of rest mm-hmm. kind of with the longer season ahead in view and that, you know, hopefully this should be a playoff team. And I kind of like that forward thinking. I think that's uh, – yeah, maybe you take a hit now, but um, you can – this is also – frankly a reds team you could probably still win a game uh you know given these circumstances and 
you know, you look around the league too, and thankfully the teams that are around us in the wild card standings are, are in tough series or already of a, you know, down tonight or uh, what what have you. So I think uh, I like the, uh, the decision-making on this one to kind of maybe, again, maybe take a little pain now, but hopefully for some benefit a lot later, you know, take and I the think medicine. it's more so a testament too that he's trusting the bats in this lineup to go out and hit the way that they have. Cause Matt, I don't know if you've, uh, if you've taken a look recently, our boys on a 13 game hitting streak. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Offensively, this team has been so weird. Uh, that Mets series was very frustrating, obviously. And, uh, kind of, kind of glad it's over. <laughs> um, but you know, there's, there's some tough lessons to learn through that. And one lesson I think we've definitely learned is I don't want to be facing the Mets in the playoffs. Which, um, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up, because I know we've been talking about how it would be hilarious if the Mets, you know, squandered the lead in the NL East. We kind of want the Mets to win the NL East. Right. Because I just saw on the uh, the MLB at bat app today, actually, they updated it and put the, uh, the postseason tab on there. And the way the wild card works, I hate it. <laughs> It's not how you would traditionally think it works, but uh, the wild card matchups work like this. It's uh, game one of the wild card is NL wild card number three mm-hmm. at division winner number three. Right. So the worst division winner will play the worst wild card, and then the number one, number two wild card will be at wild card number one. Right. So if the Mets were to fall out of the lead in the NL East, they would become wild card number one. Phillies would have to go to New York. Not a fan of that. And the way that the Phillies were played against the Braves this year, I'd much rather play those odds in that matchup than right. having to play the Mets where we won all of, I believe, like four games. Yeah, the the garbage dump that is uh, Atlanta. So. Yes. Their own fans did it. I'm not calling Atlanta a garbage dump. They, they're the ones that threw. Threw it on the field. Uh, I hate that, though. I wish it was just like, here's division winner number one versus... I think it it's nice though because it gives the two it gives like even more incentive like there's already a huge incentive yeah. to win your division but there's even more incentive to be like I like that the top two teams get that little breather, um, I I think it's a good system I mean ultimately like only six teams are making the playoffs anyway like it's you're already like cutting the herd a little bit <laughs> more than than every other sport um, I. Listen, I know that this might be like sacrilege to somebody. I wouldn't mind if even there was eight playoff teams in baseball. I, I don't know why it has to be like, for the longest time, it was like, nobody makes the playoffs. Like, you know, whereas, yeah, I know like half the league and most other major North American sports are making the playoffs, but um, I, I think the more, the better. You be what, four? Yeah. <laughs> four <laughs> like, from each league? That's insane. I, you know, like, I'm sorry, but it just is. Especially when you have such a long season and it's yeah. like, yep, yeah, sorry, that's it. That you watch your team. You watch your team win ninety games and not make the playoffs. See you in five months. <laughs> that's absolutely wild to to think about. That that's pretty much like that. Just shows how good the Phillies were in two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, the NL East run differential, Matt, brought to you by our pals over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, including the season-long NL East run differential prop. Go to playpickup.com. The Atlanta Braves are leading the NL East run differential now, Matt. Plus 135, still in second place. Game and a half back of the Mets. Uh, the first place Mets with a plus 122. 
and the Phillies at 68 and 55 with a very nice 69 positive run differential. Marlins at minus 61, and the stolen franchise officially going to finish this season under 500 at a whopping minus 209. Uh, and the Pittsburgh Pirates are on their way to catching them. Pirates are at a minus 192 run differential, and the uh, the Dodgers continue to lead the way uh, in the run differential department in all of baseball. They sit at a whopping plus 269. Very nice. Dodgers scored 200 more runs than the Phils this year. Ah, uh, let's you know counting and all that. We don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to do. We don't have to do those things. Insane. Um, I got to bring this up to you as well because it's been a while since it's been this late in the season that the Phillies have been relevant and in a playoff push. You would think you'd be talking about that if you're covering this team, talking about, you know, the playoff run, things that you got to do, each game being important. Well, Matt, when I was uh, closing out of, of watching – TV on a streaming platform today it brought me to NBC Sports Philadelphia with the new 97.5 The Fanatic uh, afternoon show. Mm-hmm. They were talking about hypothetical off-season signings of Trey Turner or Dansby Swanson. <laughs> That's bizarre. I said, are we still not in the thick of a playoff hunt right now? Yeah. Like, why are we talking about things that are not going to happen at the earliest slash allegedly December? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. I guess that's just, it's just what was on the producer's list that day. This is why I advise everybody to subscribe to our show. Uh, cause we're not going to be talking about that until December, January, uh, at the earliest. Um, Matt, last week we were talking about our, our favorite old school baseball players, uh, that used to play for the Phillies. And, uh, ironically enough, this came across my timeline uh, today. This is from at custom underscore baseball. Uh, and it, it so happened on this day in 1919, veteran hurler Ray Caldwell. So Good pretty name. pretty nice Good baseball name. name. Pretty normal name, too, I would say. In his uh, since changed name uh, for the Cleveland organization, mm-hmm. made his debut. He was struck by lightning during the ninth inning versus the Athletics. Holy shit. But they were built different in 1919, Matt. He miraculously got back up and finished the game. He allowed four hits and one run in a win. His eighth win. That's the most insane set of circumstances. The newspaper headline in the graphic behind this, Thunderbolt puts Ray Caldwell down, but he wins game. Imagine like going one on one with uh, like the force of nature. <laughs> Not only do you have to beat the athletics, you have to beat Mother Nature in the process. It's gonna be kind of hard to uh, to ever top that. <laughs> you you gotta get like a war bump for that. Like yeah. they survived a lightning hit in the middle of the game. Just like that's gotta, insane. Gotta, I'm surprised there's there's a stat for everything in baseball. There's gotta be a stat for uh, a for that. WLTG. <laughs> Wins above lightning replacement. <laughs> Expected lightning strike. Waller. <laughs> the Waller score. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Imagine getting struck by lightning. Just imagine just getting struck by lightning. And then, In like, general. I, I'm assuming he was unconscious. Then you come to him and it's like, oh, I gotta finish. <laughs> 1990 was such a different time. 
Because also you could still get cholera and die then. You know, like that's yeah. <laughs> like if you just had like the wrong kind of water, like night night. There's like this whole thing. Like a lot of presidents obviously died in like the 19th century, um, and you know there's a whole discussion about like how it happened. It turns out that just the former White House was. Uh, down the water table from where they dumped all of Washington, literally like all of Washington D.C. shit. Uh, so they had like all types of terrible, uh, like bacteria and parasites Jesus in the drinking Christ. water at the White House, and that's why not even just so many presidents died, um, but like a lot of like ancillary like people uh, also died. Good lord! So, but yeah, I think it's where National Stadium is now. It's just down. <laughs> It's actually the site of FedEx Field. Just different times, man. Just a different, just a different lifetime. Imagine today. First of all, it wouldn't even happen. As soon as they hear thunder, it's like you're in the the pool. You know, like the lifeguard pulls you out. Like the game gets paused. I can never imagine that. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Struck by lightning, gets up, wins the game. It's like imagine what was the it was the Giants and who else when the earthquake hit like yeah. during the broadcast? Imagine Giants like, and A's, I think. Yeah, uh, just um. Well, first of all, we gotta figure out what's going on with the athletics. But <laughs> imagine like they're like, all right, well, keep playing. <laughs> like, like that's how insane that is. It's so nuts. Like imagine today, somebody gets struck by lightning on the mound, like. The league might suspend play for, like, two weeks. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Ray Caldwell, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and last night, the the Phillies broadcast out in left field. The uh, the prodigal son, Tyrese Maxey, made an appearance. John Cruck is in love with him. and uh, Aren't we all? Aren't, like, is, is there a better, is a more <laughs> humble and amazing duo than John Cruck and Tyrese Maxey? John Crook was like, uh, so you're 21, huh? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he said, yep. And he's like, so you, so you can drink now? He's like, yeah, but I try to stay away from the John Crook says, all right, I'll have one for you anyway. <laughs> My favorite was John Crook was trying to remember a story. Um, like trying to remember something he did on vacation, but he was, he was like, yeah, I was so drunk. I don't really remember where we were. I was on a boat or something. He's like, I'll text my son. He'll remember maybe. <laughs> then Greg Lazinski comes on the broadcast, starts talking about how he has to get like neck binding surgery and he's going to be at Jefferson and Crux just like, well, you're, <laughs> do I have to come over and see and take care of you? Cause your wife's down in Florida with my wife. We all need a good friend like John Crook. And Crook was like, yeah, I was over there. 
uh, I was in there for five days. It was like living in a palace. I got to say this. I don't know if you saw the viral video of the guy turning the hot dog into a straw. Yes. I feel like John Crook would back the play. Oh, I, that John felt- Crook would be an angel investor in that idea. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I think John Crook might even have like IP on that. You know, like I, I think that's called the Crucker. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Obviously, not a hot dog person, but I see the appeal. I don't know why yeah. people were talk, talking about it as like some heinous war crime. Like you already like have a beer and a hot dog all the time. Like, right. Really, I don't know. I was just more confused on how he got such a seamless straw poke. It tells me that that was not his first time. Yes. That that was not the first time that that person. Because that thing was. Skewered a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Also confused because it was at a Mets game. But, well, I shouldn't say I'm confused. Yankees had on at a Mets game. Well, it was was Yankees Mets. Was it? Okay. Um, That makes it better. Because in my experience, you go to a Phillies insert know, team name the, here like angels game and there's a yankees hat in jersey it's like what well, this is exhausting i was like i just watched the uh side talk just put out their subway series you know 42 second clip on social media and the very end there's a guy just like red Sox all day baby red Sox all day and then the guy in a yankee hat goes get this fucking guy out of here it's ex- <laughs> it's, it's gotta be exhausting showing up the ballparks where you just listen Baseball is one of the few sports where, like, I think there's a general, like, enjoyment of having, like, other fans in your stadium. Like, not necessarily your rivals, you know, but it's nice. Like, it's a a nice thing. I think there's, like, an appreciation for it. Don't, like, bring your random shit into it. (laughs) That was like when we went to opening night this year, and the one kid a couple rows in front of us had the Pujols Cardinals jersey on. Oh, my God. And he was trying so hard to get people to, like, I, listen, I was a little worried for the guy, too. Yes. We were sitting, sitting high up. It gets a little rowdy up there, and some of course. some C-words getting dropped. And, you know, like, you start to antagonize people, even if you're just making a joke out of it. You're, like, 19 years old. Yeah. You might lose your life up here, too. Like, <laughs> We're built different in the 400 I level. I mean, you just got to be careful. Like, that's all. Like, That kid would have been a ragdoll in the 700 level, though, at the bet. <laughs> yes. He's not making it up the stairs. Yeah. In a, uh, I think only because it was poo holes. If you're bringing, like, Matt yeah. Carpenter, Whew, you're going to the I'm done. a... I might push you over the rails, <laughs> and I'm pretty level-headed, you know. Wainwright, you're done. Uh, Matt Freeze. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw this kind of like trend because there was a tweet, Matt. It was uh, name the two baseball teams uh, that you would kind of put together that have like zero connection whatsoever. When you think, all right, these two teams have no history together. What two teams in baseball to you? Are like, all right, there's no sort of connection whatsoever between these two teams. Right off the top of my head, Marlins, Angels. Nothing. There's nothing. You can't tell me a single thing between those teams. The only sicko baseball brain thing I have <laughs> is that the Angels won the World Series in 02. The Marlins won in 03. Right. But the, I, you know, That's it's like, about it. Hey. I, I, what? It's really like the Marlins are my baseline for a lot of it. Like Marlins <laughs> athletics. Tell me. Tim Sam and Mike Trout play for the Angels. The Marlins are indeed a fish. You know, fair enough. That's uh, fair. One that popped in my head was um, Rays Padres. Yeah, you couldn't tell me anything. It's like those those core four like expansion teams right now. Like the, the Marlins, the Rays, 
the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Right. Pair those with any like the Rockies and the White Sox. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing there. The A's and like the Nationals. <laughs> Jesus. Other than they both stink. <laughs> yeah. Nothing there. I I was Poor like A's. Don't worry, in like six years. <laughs> six years you'll you'll be right back. They'll find out. The reason their stadium sucks, there's a volcano underneath of it ready to erupt. That'll be the next natural disaster wouldn't, waiting for them. Wouldn't even be shocked at this point. Um I'm at that I'm at that point where really nothing can surprise me anymore. No. Speaking of the A's, underground athlete Cole Irvin. Career high today, Matt. Eleven strikeouts for the A's. Uh so shout out to Cole. Um but Tyrese Maxey, we brought him up just a bit ago, Matt. Seems like he's staying. Yeah, because uh, Kevin Durant has been uh, called home. Have you ever seen? He spent the summer away from home, sleeping at his friend's house, ducking his parents, and finally. And by friend's house, we mean Subaru Park. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, who knew that uh, <laughs> no one had the package to uh, to get Kevin Durant? The, uh, this is have you this ever seen a team's official press release also involve a player's, like, company logo on it also involve a weird font yeah what was that there's like choice? three of them <laughs> that's the font choice we went with i would have rather had comic sans i would rather a notes app <laughs> like that would have been funnier at least <laughs> that would have been so on bread for kd or just like a text message screenshot yeah. text me- the text message screenshot is true like sicko perversion <laughs> like you couldn't even be bothered to open up your notes app and like hit enter so it doesn't start the top line and all you're like no i'm just going straight straight to iMessage. kd it would have been screenshot and it would have just been a phone number because he doesn't have Joe's size number saved in his I phone. I think the only worst thing you could do is like a WhatsApp message yes. or like a Facebook messenger. Like <laughs> it's the only way you get you get lower than that. But oh man, Durant is staying. I guess we can rest easy or something. I don't know. <laughs> Durant staying confirmed fe- by the Brooklyn Nets and the boardroom. It never felt like he was going. Like anywhere. It was close, honestly. No. It, like there was all these like rumors about interest, but. Once you once you see the Rudy Gobert package, it's like, well, <laughs> you're gonna have to at least do a little better than that. Yeah. If you want Kevin Durant, but so not surprising, I guess, in the end that he's he stays in Brooklyn. See how that progresses as the season goes. Hey, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine that one of your stars was trying to force his way out, and so is the other one, and trying to get the coach and the GM gone. Benson, how how sweaty do you think his palms are? He was thinking like, yes, thank God, and it's like. Like, imagine him, like, showing up to me, like, okay, so, you know, like, guy running in here, uh, Katie has something to say, Katie announces he's staying, Ben's like, that's, that's great, that's... Ben uh, left the group chat again. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, so happy to hear it. <laughs> well, I gotta, um, gotta go see the specialist about my back again, so I'm just gonna... <laughs> I'm going to play Kyle with Kyler Murray real quick, guys, I'll be back. Hi, Kyler Murray, I think he's playing Madden, I don't know, you saw him on the sideline coaching, he looks pretty, uh... Pretty nice. He looked mid-season form. You don't have to worry until the new Warzone comes out. When the new map comes October, out. October, baby. In, uh, yeah, like October, November. Right when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Right when DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> comes back. I think um, they'll get like two weeks of overlap, and then it's uh, then it's double XP weekends and all that. Boys, you want to watch film at the crib? <laughs> film being me play God. Well, they took it out of his contract, so it's all good. Film meaning 
me playing COD and you guys are watching in the background while I stream. That's that's the type of film study. I mean, the Cardinals are down bad already. I don't know if you saw uh, Cliff Kingsbury walking into their preseason game with the Gary V uh, NFT animal Neopet looking things on his shirt. Jesus Christ. How did we get here? How did we get to this point? It has been a while since uh, we brought up any NFT stories, Matt. I, I think it's because um, everyone realized it was a scam yeah. and they were losing hemorrhaging money. I think that was. This is uh, I think it says a lot that we don't hear a peep about NFTs anymore. Some of the finest. Weird how the popularity of NFTs peaked and then cryptocurrency crashed. Like, yes, it's weird. It's almost like NFTs were a scam to get a bunch of regular ass people involved. So like it's it's not the to sidetrack, but it's like fantasy football season, and I'm always open to listening to new people talk about fantasy football. So I I saw a channel yesterday. That I'd never watched a video from on YouTube. And I was like, yeah, hey, I'll just put this on. I'm like, just chilling here. First five, like five seconds, it's a guy trying to hawk cryptocurrency. Uh, He's like, you don't have to use Coinbase. You can use your credit card. I'm like, eh, done. Eh, you're done. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> nope. Uh, Matt, I am here to present you with the new most divorced man in the world. Oh, no. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's already more of a term, isn't know. It? I think that's how it always goes. Like, 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 five minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. I got divorced last year, and as part of the financial agreement... Oh, no, this guy. My ex-wife and I agreed that I would keep my cryptocurrency assets while she got the lion's share of my pension and other investments, and we split the family home. When we negotiated last autumn, the crypto market was riding high, and I, conv I was convinced it would go higher still. But following the recent crash, my digital assets have more than halved in value. I'm now considerably worse off than my ex and worried about my financial future. She says I have my I only have myself to blame and won't discuss the matter further. Can I go to court to renegotiate our financial order? Uh no and no. <laughs> She's right. You only have yourself to blame. Sometimes uh, being an adult is hearing the hard truth like that and you just have to sit with it and realize you know what? I, I made this goofed. choice. I made this choice. All me. My choice and me in a room full of lawyers. I said I want to keep my uh ape blowing bubblegum nft that i bought for ninety thousand dollars i saw that and i said dear god 
It's tough, man. Man is down bad. I'm. Um, you know what? I, I would bet so much that cryptocurrency was an issue in that relationship. I. I'm. I'm just reading the. T- call me. Call me a prophet. I don't know. But he hung I, his bored ape on the refrigerator. I'm just sensing that maybe cryptocurrency was a flashpoint in that household. That's all. Hey, babe, I bought a new a uh, a new smart refrigerator, and it's got a digital screen on it. Check this out. It's got a drooling lion on the screen. What is Coinbase, and why did why have you spent seventeen thousand dollars on it? I think secretly she was probably hoping it was like a porn website or something. Yeah, like something less embarrassing than uh, we can deal with OnlyFans di- than digital monkeys and hedgehogs. Like, it's embarrassing, embarrassing way to live your life. Um. I also thought you would think this was uh, pretty good. Uh, Palisade Produce, which is like Colorado's uh, peaches, I guess. Uh, <laughs> their uh, the, their the tabs, 9/11, uh, 9/11 investigation. <laughs> yeah, they they want to find out the truth of 9/11. They want the truth. 21 year anniversary coming up, so still waiting on those answers. I think it was that like that's like. One of the, I think, the three or five first, like, baby's first conspiracy theory. Yes. It's like, it's like, I don't know, JFK assassination, Roswell, <laughs> and, uh, like, 9-11 now. I think, like, that's, yeah. like, I feel like that's, like, the big three. Especially now that you're starting to meet more and more grown humans that weren't even alive for 9-11. Yes, that is a weird day. Where... <laughs> That's like our first like embedded childhood memory. Shout out to the produce though. You're trying to get to the bottom of 9-11. Respect it so much. Why did Building 7 fall? Hmm? It's a fair question to ask while I'm eating your peaches. It's because it didn't have a crate of our delicious peaches. <laughs> Christ. Oh, uh, man. This, James country, was... this country's just heading the right direction. <laughs> that. And uh, Tyrese Maxey is staying and James Harden's wine comes out uh, on Thursday. Uh, Friday, man. Coincidence? I think I not. I th- think not. Don't believe in coincidences. No, no good detective does. That's the uh, as Mike Levin has always asked for. The trip to Napa is just going to be the trip to James Harden's Vineyard. Yeah. Uh, as his new wine will drop, and uh, the Harden never quite struck me as a wine guy. I'll say that. No. Always struck me more as like a. You know, like celebrities and stuff always like now they, they just have like an alcohol that they right. like, sell. Um, always struck me more as like a tequila guy or something. Yes. I don't know why, but now, but then I see him with a wine glass. It kind of fits. He does look like wine fits the wardrobe. Yes, exactly. Like I could see James Harden reclined in front of a fireplace with like one of those like very cartoony robes. Yes, with like the the puff in between, like enjoying. Like a pipe with wine, yeah, and like house loafers. I could just see that, and his typical James Harden sunglasses on. Yes, totally could see that. Our boy James. It's good vibes around the Sixers right now. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> Daryl Morey's been at Phillies games trying to fix baseball. Did you see his uh, his tweet about fixing baseball? Uh, I'd like to see him try. <laughs> What's Daryl Morey's solution for the, if it includes more stolen bases? I'm in. It it includes this, and I think you will. I think you'll be intrigued by what he has to say. Uh, proposal for baseball: whichever team is behind is the only one who bats until they tie it or take the lead. When games are tied, everything proceeds as normal. 
once the team behind comes back, then the team that gets back uh, to bat proceeds from the last inning that they had. It would eliminate a ton of not needed at bats without changing who wins or loses. It is just coincidence that I am thinking of this right now as a heat tag that he was at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, some are confused. The basics of the game wouldn't change. Still clear bases and break after three outs in half innings and 27 outs to win. You're just playing half an inning in an optimal order for games to end quicker if some half innings uh, were not needed. Skipping not needed half innings already happens in the ninth. Also, I think the biggest takeaway from this is Twitter is a wonderful place to explore ideas as you get lots of helpful commentary and suggestions. Someone said Daryl had an edible at the game. <laughs> um, I'll say this. It's not the worst rule change I've ever seen on right. Twitter, but that's also not a compliment. Um, <laughs> uh, no way. <laughs> no way is what I would uh, I would say to that Darryl's one. Daryl's also popping up at Eagles practices as well. He's just, just making uh, the rounds. He's a renaissance man. He's making the rounds. Um, speaking of the Eagles, I think my new favorite trend, Matt, is following A.J. Brown on Twitter, but then also any unbelievable catch he makes in joint practice, in a preseason game, or in just regular practice, uh, he quote tweets it. And it could be on the Eagles' official account, but he quote tweets it and says that it's photoshopped. He's a good guy. I believe it was his uh, his lady as well tweeted uh, just the video of him making just a ridiculous one-handed catch today as the Reds now lead the Phillies 1-0 off of a Stuart Fairchild solo home run. And the Phillies had left the bases loaded the previous inning. Um, he, uh, his, his lady tweeted just the video just him as the caption and he quotes me it was like damn this photoshop too with the new uh peeking through the through the eyes <laughs> emoji and he's slowly becoming one of my favorite people yeah he's a he's a good uh he's a good follow for sure he's very funny he's not afraid to get into any argument with titans fans who try to say that he's a, a diva and a baby for their front office not re-signing him had nothing to do with aj brown he wanted to be there they didn't want to pay him, and that's why he's an eagle. Um, final preseason game, not against the Jets, though. It's against the Dolphins uh, on Saturday, which is interesting. Uh, it feels like the Eagles and Dolphins are in a very similar like set of... Uh, I mean, they had very similar off-seasons. Yeah. Both make a big addition wide receiver to help a young quarterback who has question marks around their throwing ability. Like, it's... For uh, you know, for Tua and Jalen, it is a like prove it season because they have like certainly cannot complain about the talent surrounding either one of them. Um, both teams are sort of like on the edge of like, you know, uh, Eagles obviously made the playoffs. Dolphins started one and seven and then turned around and you know, but both teams are at like this kind of crossroads where this is this has to be the year that uh, things happen for them. I think it's totally possible for. For both situations. Both too. have young head coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shut down corners. Yeah, like, but we, exactly. Like, it's very similar type of teams, honestly. Both got, uh... I mean, hell, the Eagles might still get, like, Kareem Hunt. You know, like, that's... <laughs> and he'd be, like, their, their Chase Edmonds type of signing. You know, like, it's just... It is kind of uh, bizarre how similar some of the, the offseason narratives have been. But, yeah, nice, uh... 
less less problematic uh, situation than uh, than Cleveland. The only uh, difference is the Eagles have had success when uh, Tom Brady's been in their corners the last five years. Listen, Where the Dolphins lose a first round draft pick when it comes to Tom Brady. <laughs> kind of fucked up, honestly. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pretend like no one has ever tampered. Right. Like, like is that really Tampering what we're doing? stupid as shit. Is that really what we're... It's just the Dolphins. We lose our first round pick because of that. Are you kidding me? It was ridiculous. Unreal. I will Come s- on. I, uh... Dan Snyder's stealing passports. <laughs> yeah. And fucking we just had Tom Brady on a yacht somewhere. That's a first round pick. And an owner suspension. Who the hell cares the owner suspended? You know who the... He owns the building. <laughs> are you going to throw him out of his own building? The number one and number two in command for like the ownership group for the Dolphins are currently suspended. Do you know who has the next most power? Uh, Tua. <laughs> From the ownership group, it's Fergie. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is... Fergie is acting owner. This is Manchurian Candidate kind of stuff here. <laughs> where, like, we're, Fergie's going to sing the national anthem again, and it's going to send her into a spiral where... Uh, she makes all these, <laughs> all these business deals as the the head dolphins owner. You know, like that'd actually be a really funny sitcom idea, where it's like, you know, like celebrities are always like buying like small stakes in anything, you know, r- literally anything, but you know, especially sports teams. Um, something like this happens, where like everyone goes to jail or something for like a, a Bernie Madoff type scheme, and there's just like one, literally one, per- and like legally they are now the sole owner. But it's like a total like. It's like a C-list celebrity who's like washed up now. That would be amazing. And now like that's that's their comeback into fame is like they're now the the owner of like the Patriots. Like oh, who would it be? It would be like uh someone from like Full House. Uh who's who's not John Stamos. Oh, it's it's Uncle Joey. Yeah. <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Or Joey from Friends. Yes. <laughs> it's like all, you of doing? A, all of a sudden now, uh, like a, an owner of a sports team because of some, like, his agent got him a nice deal in, like, 1999 on something. He bought in, he bought in, like, a small, he bought, like, 0.1% for, like, $10,000. That, yeah, those two, uh, I mean, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, he kind of, he kind of hangs around, you know? He does. Uh, I think more so just in the light of what is Macaulay Culkin doing, yeah, and uh, married to Brenda Song. He, uh, I, I have, I have a, a YouTube channel that I watch that he will guest appear on pretty frequently, and he seems like a pretty just laid Normal. back dude, yeah, just kind of hanging out. Um, but yeah, Fergie, acting owner of the Dolphins, is well, Mad Libs gone wild. <laughs> you know what? She's great. Love Fergalicious. You know. Shout out to the Black Eyed Beats. 
Shout out to the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, Matt the Union continued to just own DC United. Yes. They uh, six nothing continued to just dominate, and uh, I'm the biggest Carranza stand there is. Yeah. Hat trick against DC in both games. That is uh has really helped. Got the his... Wikipedia page changed, and rightly so. Um, yeah, I, you know they're they're in the hunt now, sort of for the the supporter shield. Some things are gonna have to go their way. LAFC is a really tough end of season schedule, so it's not like out of the realm of possibility for the Union to catch up. But um, at this point, you know you're sort of just you're starting to play the math game of when they'll like actually like clinch a playoff spot, um, and that's that's sort of just what's next for them. But yeah, cruising for sure. They get Colorado next. Pretty uh, below average team. Team you'd expect to to have a good result against. So um, you have a a pretty like light schedule the rest of the way in terms of like quality of opponent. Uh, you know they got Colorado, Atlanta. I think they get Atlanta twice. Yeah, Atlanta twice. Um, Red Bulls, Orlando, and Toronto and Charlotte to close out the season. So. Um, Toronto will be tough because they're they're surging right now. They've obviously you know some of those summer signings starting to hit their stride a little bit, but for the most part, it's like a pretty pretty nice schedule for for Philly here. And I think LAFC has five matches against a lot of like the top, top seeds. Teams, they top have a, some the really tough away games. I know they play Austin next, who's number two in the West. Yeah, they have if uh, Houston left, uh, still have to go to Dallas, Minnesota. Uh, Portland, Nashville, like they have, they have some really, really challenging games left. So, but you know they're a good team, obviously. But uh, you know you kind of expect that uh, they'll they'll definitely drop some points there. But Philly's probably gonna have to go like perfect the rest of the way or close to it. Maybe drop a game or two. Um, and LA is gonna have to have a kind of rough time of it for them to catch up. But not out of the, not out of the realm. Not out of it. Brendan Aronson gets his first Premier League goal. Yes, he did. Officially. Uh, Can't take it away from him. MLS said our soccer podcast name. They tweeted the name yep. uh, in terms of somebody from Nashville scoring. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Brendan Aronson had one of the best postgame quotes uh, in his press conference saying, yeah, this just proves that Americans can play football too. <laughs> you love it. What a savage. Absolutely love it. It just brings me joy when people get so upset about like soccer versus football and it's just unreal. The seething that happens. <laughs> and it's fun when the uh the once every four years people start tweeting about the World Cup and start seeing like the young US talent and I mean, when you're Brendan Aronson you have Pat McAfee tweeting about you, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, definitely. So the the Medford Messi, if you will doing the damn thing for Leeds uh and Matt we are less than a month away from Survivor returning I know I was I was thinking about that the other day you know about like fantasy Survivor returning reigning champ I should have um and yeah just having having that routine back that'll be nice looking forward to it going uh going for three straight (laughs) top two finishes from this show I know we predicted the (laughs) Season well, now it's a little bit of pressure. Cause it's yes. like I really gotta, you know. There's nobody from New Jersey this year. It's a little tough. I know. And like that's such an easy out. I know. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a firefighter <sighs> from the northeast. Man, we're, we're just we're we're going blind here. <laughs> uh, but are there is... any med students? Because Deshaun was a med student. That's true. Med students historically decent track record. I think our only. Uh, 
the only knock against Mike from last year is, you know, now that the show has ended and everything, like his his Instagram will get like targeted to me. He's a Mets fan, but he is from Hoboken, so. But still, I mean, kind of a bummer. Hate the sin, love the sinner. You know, like yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, so he couldn't here. help it. He couldn't help it. This is the season forty-three cast. We looked at this because it dropped relatively early, right? Um, when season forty-two was still out and and running, um, but we do have a couple people from Philadelphia this season. Um, don't know if we have what we're truly looking for from uh, our people, but we have a 19-year-old student, we have a fitness instructor, an admission counselor, uh, a director of operating, uh, a, we have the Paralympian, we have a Philadelphia-based content creator, um, we have a heart valve specialist, we have a pediatric nurse from Downingtown, Pennsylvania, an educator from Washington, D.C., the regional sales manager from Los Angeles, California, a PhD student, uh, got a designer, um, an event curator from Philadelphia, a web designer from Hawaii, a psychologist from Utah, computer science student from Memphis, Tennessee, an account manager from Hawaii, and a fashion merchandising ma uh, major from Texas. I'm going to have to mull that one over. I'm going to have to start thinking. Thinking deep here. I feel like this is the first time we've had two people from Hawaii. Yeah. I must have done some casting in the PA area. Yeah, three people from Pennsylvania. It just feels a DC. It's going to be an interesting season, I would say. Just based off of the... And also, our, our heart valve specialist does not look like a heart valve specialist not at, at all. all. He looks like a... <laughs> I don't, he I, looks like he's straight out of Yellowstone. Yes. Shout out to him, though. It's going to be a fun one. Um, any final thoughts, Matt? I mean, Phil's are rolling right now. God bless our Phil's. Union are rolling. And uh, football season is... How how are the fantasy drafts? You know, what's what's the best ball count? Be, I'm only at one best ball draft because I haven't had a lot of time. Uh, this weekend, that number's gonna go up. Because <laughs> you know, I like to say that you know, I like to do all my drafts like a week and a half out at least, if not shorter, just because injuries, you get like just more information. Right. But um, tell you, we're gonna be in the best ball drafts pretty hard over the next week, getting ready because like two like main leagues. Best ball, recommend best ball to everyone at least just to do like a free one mm -hmm. because, it, and if you can just throw like two bucks into one, maybe you'll just lose that money. But whatever, it's two dollars. But you get to actually draft against people that have like now some incentive. Mock drafts suck because there's always some asshole that takes like forever. Takes forever or like takes like someone complete takes Tom Brady with their second pick or yeah. something. It's like that's just not. Come on, like you're not you're not helping anyone <laughs> by doing that. Um, t it's taking like a defense in the fifth oh. round. Like it's just come on, let's 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 be adults here. So, um, do a best ball, do a few of them. Get used to just like this is where guys fall in the draft. These are the rounds I like. So 
I'm looking forward to that. Just had to submit my keepers for uh, Oof. my keeper league that I'm in with Mikey. This is year 10 of that league. Um, starting off this year with Dalvin Cook, Mark Andrews, Devontae Adams. I tell you. It's a nice little core. That's a nice core. Just got to gotta hit it in the draft this year. Didn't trade too many draft picks last year, which is nice. I had two eighth-round picks. I traded my sixth, which a lot of people – crucified me when i made that trade i did i did the silly mistake of not uh designating that it was a keeper slash pseudo redraft league and not a dynasty league right i traded my sixth round pick and chase claypool last year uh for an eighth round pick and hunter renfro that's it I renfro think was a ppr machine last say, year. renfro was better than claypool yeah uh, last had season. the better quarterback yeah people i think Especially in like a keeper, like Donnie situation, love to hoard picks. Yes. It's, I'd give me the value like straight up. Yep. And Hunter Renfro was fantastic. And it is tough having Renfro and Devontae now. That, like, that's yeah, just, that's that's just an unfortunate, unfortunate kind of uh, double up there, but still. So I'll have to stay away from Renfro this year, but. I mean, it's Chase Claypool catching deep bombs from <laughs> right. Trubisky. I, I don't. <laughs> and luckily, both of those guys will go back in the draft, and I just right. have my uh, my double eighth-round picks now. But my draft September 1st, which is nice. Yeah. Get to Labor Day weekend is the ideal, I think, if you can swing it. Especially now with just a three preseason games, so that final week of what was preseason week four is now just wide open and nobody's playing, nobody's getting injured. Um, that That helps a ton. Um, for your fantasy football drafts, which the Loaded Box podcast will be coming to the YouTube channel probably starting next week once uh, Pat Pitts gets back from his day job training down there in Florida. He's probably hanging out with the Island Boys. Um, but the Loaded Box podcast, our fantasy football podcast, coming to the YouTube channel. You can subscribe to the podcast feed already. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia on your podcast app of choice. Uh, it's Pat Pitts and his co-host, uh, O.C., doing the damn thing covering fantasy football for us so go check that out and make sure you guys are following us on the socials at underground phi on twitter on instagram you can follow matt on twitter at matt castarina follow me at kbizzl311 check out the website undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com for all of our written content subscribe to the podcast feed on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and leave those five star ratings and reviews over there on Apple Podcasts. Help the show grow. Help more people find the show. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, which is where you get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. You get this show. You get Outside the Box. You get Top Bins with Matt and Dom. You get the Dan Russo show. You get Eagles Enemies. Every single show under our umbrella goes up on the YouTube channel, so go check that out. Smash the like button. Ring the bell icon and comment your thoughts on the fills, the union, the Eagles, the Sixers, and everything else in between as Matt Veerling ties the game up, Matt, at 1-1 for the Phils, which is great to see. Um, Matty V going deep last night as well, getting out of that August slump he's been in. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades Pickup. Kenwood Beer and Bino Board. All of their information is linked in the description on YouTube and in the show notes on your audio platform of choice. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 458. For Matt, I'm KB. 
Until next time, we're getting the heck out of here. Peace. Oh,